0: tonight, I am going to minister on trust. There's a, you know, as I sit down last night, I, I actually had some notes starting, uh, starting. I had some notes, uh, uh, let him who has ears hear, and, and uh, I, you know, I went to that a little bit and I thought, this is not it, this is not it, this is not what God wants me to do, and so he just kind of led me down a different pathway. And so uh, I want to talk about trusting in the Lord, and uh, I'm going to read you the definition of trust. Trust means to be confident or sure, to be bold. It means confident, secure, and sure, to make, to hope. And uh, the Webster's, uh, Noah Webster's uh, 1828 Dictionary says, it's confidence, a reliance or resting of the mind on the integrity, the veracity, justice, friendship, of uh, or other sound principles of another person. And I put God. And I'm telling you, we need to trust God. Amen? And uh, I, I know some people are thinking, well, who else are you going to trust? And in times like this, you say, well, uh, we have nowhere else to turn. And I tell you what, there's a lot of places you can turn, but only one place is going to help you. I'm talking about in the neat sense that you need help. And God took me to Jeremiah 17. I know this scripture. I've, I've, uh, thought about it many times. I've read it and preached here, uh, uh, many times. But we're going to go to Jeremiah 17, verse five. And I'm going to minister and read, or read this out of the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. Many of you probably have the New King James. And, uh, this is what it says. Uh, this is what the Lord says. This is verse 5. It says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They're like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in, bar- in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. You know, we got to be careful where we put our trust. And I'm telling you, sometimes if we're not careful, we'll trust man over God. I guess maybe because we see man, we can can touch man, we can go see him face to face. But he says, cursed is a man. Now listen to me, he's not telling us we ought not trust people. He said, listen, you don't need to trust people over God. God needs to be your number one trustworthy friend. Amen. Amen? Amen. One thing I can tell you about this about God, he can never fail you. We think sometimes, well, I don't know, pastor, listen to me. He can never fail. God cannot fail. He cannot lie. He's always the same. And so notice what it says in verse seven, but listen to verse seven. But blessed are those who trust in who? The Lord. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. You got to make the Lord your hope and confidence. You got to make him your hope and confidence. Listen to me. There's a lot of times when things starts happening, we start uh, being pulled by our emotions and pulled by our feelings and such as that. And if we're not careful, we'll go down the pathway of our feelings rather than the pathway of our heart. And I'm telling you, he says you, you got to uh, uh, have your the make them. You got to make the Lord your hope and your confidence. They are like here's what it says. They that made the Lord their hope and confidence. He said they are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Now he's likening the people that trust God to a tree that does not get affected by the, by the elements of the atmosphere or the earth. And I'm telling you something, you trusting in God, the Bible says they'll never stop producing fruit. God never intends for any time in our lives for us to quit producing fruit in our lives. And listen to me, I I looked at that with it, it talks about their roots go deep into the water. You know, one of the, one of the, uh, uh, benefits of having your roots deep into the Word and deep in your trust with God is stability. I'm telling you, stability. You look at things sometimes and, and you look at how uh you go around sometimes if you'll look and you you'll see wind storms come along sometimes in, in life and I I get tickled at the news and weather running around after these storms. They got that truck running around and they'll run all over town to find a limb fell over and off a tree. They've been some tree, the damage in this town, and a limb fell off and it was dead already. And they'll find that one tree and they'll, they'll make a new story out of that. And I've went and I've watched trees and they'll, they'll just be big old trees blown over. But the whole, the, the whole big old ball of roots is just laid over on the ground. I'm thinking, what now? How'd that thing ever hold up to start with? I mean, there was no root system in it. But I'm telling you something, when you have your root system or your trust and your belief in God, the Bible says you're not going to worry about all the other things that's going on on the planet. Can somebody help me just a little bit? You're not going to worry about all those things. You can sit sit around and worry or you can sit around faithing. Huh? You got to get up some morning and just say, you know, I think I'm a faith today. The devil says, I think you're to worry about your job today. No, I'm a faith today. I'm not going to lose my job. And by golly, if I lost my job, I was looking for one when I found this one and God will find me a better one. You, we we got to change our attitude and how we think, huh? You got to you got to start deciding. I'm gonna have i a, am a, a, I'm gonna have a life lived in faith instead of a life just wondering what's going to happen tomorrow. Listen, God says tomorrow you don't have to worry about. Anybody ever read that in Matthew chapter six? Don't worry about tomorrow. He said because you can't. There's nothing you can. Do. He says kind of like making yourself grow an inch. Uh, you can't make yourself grow. You're going to grow. There's still people going to grow. Some of us, there's going as far as we're going to grow. But he said, don't worry about tomorrow. You, 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 you don't have to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. I see people worrying about months down the road. And listen to me, I'm not talking about you don't need to, uh, I, I don't want to say this and nullify what I'm saying. Listen, you plan for the future. Don't get me wrong. But I'm telling you, you don't worry about what the future holds. Amen. It says they never stop producing fruit. The human heart, listen to what it says. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to read that, I'm going to stop right there. And producing fruit. So the Bible says, cursed is the one who trusts in man, but blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord. Proverbs twenty nine, twenty five says this in the New Living Translation it says, Fearing people is a dangerous trap. But trusting the Lord means safety. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. We see people right now afraid of people. Amen. They're afraid you're going to breathe on them. Huh? I mean, I'm listen, I'm not making fun of you. Come on, I'm not doing that. I'm thinking there is a fear tactic behind all this mess we're, we're living in right now. Yeah. It's a fear-driven thing. And I'm telling you, God don't want you living in fear. He said, just trust me. And no matter what the elements are in life, the circumstances in life, you're still going to be producing. Listen, you're going to be producing fruit in your life if you'll just keep trusting God. Amen? Come on, somebody shout, I'm trusting. trusting. Say, I'm going to keep on trusting. Glory to God. This this hasn't... this, All this stuff, and listen to me. Nobody had a control over this stuff. And we're not saying anything about that, but I'm here to tell you right now, you can have control over your actions to it. You can have control over your attitude about it. Amen. I found out all the griping and complaining and belly aching changes nothing. And I did some of that. And it didn't help. Somebody help me out a little bit. I know y'all looking at me so holy like you what? Huh? You the preacher. You are example. Come on now. Preachers get frustrated too. I called a preacher up the day other day and man I just I just uh, listen, I wouldn't I don't cuss, understand? Curse. Now hey don't when she said whatever she don't mean I don't she said whichever word i said so don't y'all don't y'all take that and say, oh my god the, one the preacher's wife just corrected him right there i don't i don't curse i don't use foul i don't use foul language and so the thing about it is that i i, I was talking to a minister friend of mine and and he had called me And so I just, you know, and through frustration, frustration, why we couldn't have church and you can't touch nobody and you can't go to the hospital to see anybody. You can't go to nursing homes. Your family members can't even go to the nursing home to see their own family. And we, basically, God's told us to do all the things that they're telling us not to do. And it's frustrating to a minister. It's frustrating to people. And so I was kind of venting a little bit like that. And that's there. I didn't go crazy on stuff like that. And then I, 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 I hung up and. And I thought, man, I wonder he wondered what he thinks about me. Said, I called him back up and said, listen, I'm sorry if I made <laughs> you made you I was frustrated. He said, I totally understand because I feel the same way, everything you just said. And so, you know, we get frustrated in life, but we can't let our frustrations be what leads us. And sometimes I think we let it, but thank God for the word repentance. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Come on, now, aren't we glad we can repent when we get a little fleshy? Come on now, none of y'all ever get fleshy, but I have sometimes. Now, don't run out of the church, I'll never go back there because the preacher says he gets a little fleshy. Well, we all get a little fleshy, praise God, so don't look at me so holy and pious out there. In in Proverbs 3, let's go ahead and start with verse 1. I wouldn't just start here. But he says this, My son, do not forget my law. We'll put the word in there, that word. But let your heart keep my word. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. That's the word of God, the truth. Don't let it forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Put the word in you. The only way the word can come out of you if it gets put in you. Are you hearing me? You 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 can't have something... In fact, the Bible says, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, he said, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So he says, what you're putting in you is going to come out of you eventually. And so he says, keep the word going in your... Uh, uh, put it around your neck, keep it, uh, write them on the tablet of your heart, put it on the inside of you. And the Bible says, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God... And man, I'm telling you, God wants you to have favor with him and man. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with part of your being. What does it say? How much of it? With all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, how many of your ways, all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your past. Listen, I, I know, I know this. We got, we got to realize that, you know, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And are, how many's born again in this house? You're born again. How many out there? You're born again. And Jesus is in your heart. The Holy Ghost is in your life. And I'm telling you, uh, your heart, your spirit has been renewed because when it talks about all your heart, he's talking not talking about your pump. He's talking about your spirit, man. With everything in you, trust in the Lord. He did not say trust in your mind, your head. He said trust in the Lord because I'm telling you right now, have you ever been dealing with a circumstance or situation in your life and, and you know in your heart, everything's going to be all right. You know God is going to take care of this thing. You know it's going to work out for your good. But you are battling that mind. You are battling those thoughts. I mean, the bombardment. What are you going to do? How are you going to make it? Uh, What if this happens? What if that happens? You can't live on the what is. You need to live on the sure thing, and that's the Word of God. And I'm telling you, you can trust God. You can believe God. You can live by that. Amen. Amen? Praise God. I'm telling you, sometimes we make irrational decisions based not on our heart, but on our minds. Is anybody in the church? And so we make decisions because we think, well, you know, I know in my heart that this ain't right, but yet at the same time, I'm concerned about what if this happens or what if this don't happen, what if this... Listen, you've got to learn to... Listen, you've got to learn to let what's in here have dominion over what comes up here. Huh? I'm telling you, you, you gotta, uh, you gotta let that come up. I, I like what one person said, one preacher said. He said, sometimes what we need to do is we need to get our, our speakers hooked up to our believers. Our speakers. So we need to be talking what we believe, not, now listen, take this the right way. Not on just what we're thinking, because I'm telling you what, all kinds of thoughts can come to your mind, right? I mean, you can be in prayer. And you can be praying and battling thoughts. See, you're not the only one. We all do. You can be praying about your provision and you're thinking, how are we going to make it? And you're thanking God that He supplies my every need. And all the while those thoughts are, are running machine gun in your mind. Well, how are we going to make it? How are we going to make it? My God to supply all my need according to the riches and glory by Christ. Because here's what's happening. You're saying what's coming out of your heart, but the devil's trying to change what's coming out of your heart and get you to say what's coming out of your head. See, if you're not careful, you'll talk, I'll i like say it like that, you'll talk out of your head rather than your heart. And we've all done it. I've done it. I I work on it. Y'all work on it? We work on it. So, you know, he he said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In other words, you can't sit and say, well, I know, I trust God, I know what God says, but that but gets more people in trouble right there. But, listen, you've got to say, there's no buts in this. There's just trust in God, and I'm going to trust Him all the way throughout the eternity of my life on earth and throughout eternity. Is anybody getting just a little bit of help? In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. You acknowledge Him through acknowledging His Word. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. In other words, God says, you ain't got to worry about nothing. I'm going to take care of you. Amen. You know, we've got to believe that God's still the provider. What what did, uh, when Abraham offered Isaac, he said the Lord will provide, which that said that he didn't have to slay Isaac. Uh, uh, God provided a ram for him. And, uh, and before they ever went up there, uh, he said the Lord will provide himself a lamb. And that's where Jehovah Jireh started, where we understand he's always been a provider. Praise God. Let's run, if you will, to Psalms, back to Psalms chapter 1. Verse one, it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law or word, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. In other words, we need to stay with the counsel of God. We need to stay with the counsel of God. Listen, there's a lot of ungodly counsel out there. Are y'all hearing me? We need to stay with the counsel of God. We we need to, listen, we need to line, we need to weigh everything that comes to us by the Word of God. We need to weigh everything by the Word of God because I'm telling you, whatever contradicts the Word, we don't need to have anything to do with it. We need to stay with the Word of God, and I guarantee this, as long as you live on planet Earth, you are going to be dealing with the flesh. You're going to be having uh, information given to you. I like what some one person said. The problem with many people today is they're getting too much information, but it's wrong information. I said it's wrong information. See, Romans 12, 2 says this, be not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove for yourself what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And so there's we need information for transformation. But you have to have the right information for transformation for the good, or you'll have transformation for the bad. Because information is going to transform you one way or the other. It's going to transform you towards the good, or towards the bad. It's going to transform you towards faith or to, to, uh, uh, unbelief. Are you hearing me? Because all, all unbelief is, is the faith and, is, is faith in the, in the negative. Are you hearing me? So we got to stick with the Bible, stick with the Word of God and just declare, you know, I'm going to trust God no matter what. And, you know, I have, I, I'm, I'm at that pl- place. I'm going to trust God no matter what. But I'm telling you what, all along the way, I still have to battle when, when, when I'm looking at circumstances and situations. Listen, I still have those words, what if, come up? What if? What if this happens? What if that happens? What, what if this doesn't come to pass? What if, we all deal with those what ifs. But I tell you what, it would have to be what, God would have to fail for us not to have God providing for what He said He'd do. And he can't fail. Amen. Come on now. We may think sometimes, well, I don't know. He, he, listen, he's never, I'll put it this way. He's never failed me in my life, even though sometimes it looks like it wasn't working. Can he, I have a little, just a little amen. I'm telling you, he's a good God. Amen. Psalms four, five says this. Psalms four, five says, offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Psalms 9:10 says, and those who know your name, how many knows his name? Come on, somebody, just everybody just say amen. amen. And those who know your name will trust in you. And those who know your name will trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. You have not forsaken those who seek Him. Just keep seeking God. Amen. I Psalm 17:7 7 says show your marvelous loving kindness by your right hand. Oh, you who save those who trust in you from those who rise up against them. You save those who trust in you from those who rise up against them or uh, whatever rises up against us. The Bible says he will save us from those situations in our life. In Psalms 18, I know I'm running out of time, but I want to read a few more of these. Psalms 18.1 says this, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. My shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. I'm telling you, God wants you to trust in Him, amen? And there's no reason why we shouldn't. Psalms 1830 says, As for the Lord, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in Him. He's a what? Shield. What is a shield? A protector. A protector. Proverbs 1620 says, He who heeds the word wisely will find good and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Y'all hear that one? He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. You ought to be happy. Proverbs 36 says, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Isaiah twelve two. Behold, God, am I giving you time to do all this? Am I going too fast? Y'all just write the scripture down. Isaiah, I'm doing this because I know my time's up. Isaiah 12, 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw from the wells of salvation. Glory to God. You just need to draw from the wells of salvation. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in the Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. Praise God. We trust in the Lord. Jeremiah 7, 8 says, Behold, you trust in Behold, it says, Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot... Now, I threw this in here because I, I found this coming. Yeah, it kind of don't look like it even fits in here. It says, Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Listen, there's words that cannot profit you, and there's words that will prosper profit you, and the Word of God will profit you. Amen? So you need to be careful what you hear, like I preached on Sunday. Nahum 1.7 says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knows those who trust in Him. And He knows those... Did you know He knows if we're trusting Him or not? Amen. It's easy to say we trust Him, but God knows if we do. Huh? Hallelujah. And He's given us no reason not to trust Him. Amen. The Bible says in Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday... Today and forever, what he did yesterday, he'll do today. What he does today, he'll do tomorrow. Amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise the Lord. I've got a, uh, another scripture on here. I need to see what it. What it. I wrote it down for a reason. It's First, Second Corinthians, chapter nine. Not chapter one. I'm sorry. Nine. Chapter one, two, Second Corinthians. <laughs> Second Corinthians, chapter nine. chapter one. <laughs> chapter one. Y'all, y'all just listen. <laughs> Verse nine. 2 Corinthians one nine. It says, yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. I'm telling you, he will still deliver. He'll deliver you today just like he did yesterday and he's going to deliver you tomorrow just like he does today. Amen. You can trust God. Amen. Isn't God good? You know, it's amazing how many scriptures are in the Bible that has trust in them. It's amazing. I didn't have time to write too many of them down, uh, but I'm telling you, God can be trusted. I said God can be trusted. Do you trust Him? Hallelujah. You gave Him your life, you might as well trust Him with it. Amen. He gave you His life, so you might as well trust Him. Amen. He's a good, good God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Say this with me. I choose to trust God over all the circumstances in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Say this with me. He will see me through. Amen. There was a woman that that, uh, had in the Bible, uh, uh, and uh, she had a son that had died, and and she was going to the man of God because he actually prophesied her son. And uh, so she was headed to the man of God, headed to the man. She said, saddle a donkey and don't slow down because of me. And she was going to him. And, and when she he got close to it, he said, ask to the servant, ask the lady, ask her if all is well with her, her son and her father and her husband. And when he asked her all this question, here's what she hollered out. It is well. It is well. In the face of, of, of total death and destruction, she said, it is. Is well. I'm telling you, you need to start declaring it is well. No matter what it looks like, it is well. I like what Job said. He said at destruction and famine. You know what he said he would do at destruction and famine? How many knows what he said he'd do? What did Job say to do? He said at destruction and famine, I will laugh. I will laugh. And Job went through hell. But at destruction and famine, he said, I'm going to laugh. I'm telling, sometimes you need to give a ha ha. Can you do it? Ha ha. Oh, wow. That that got you all stirred right there, didn't it? <laughs> you want to jump up and down right now, don't you? Ha ha ha. <laughs> that was almost like I'm going to the dentist right there and pulling teeth, wasn't it? Huh? Well, I'll tell you what, I found this out. I, I've heard this before because laughter doeth good like a medicine. I don't know why I'm ending on this note, but I'm telling you, laughter doeth look good like a medicine. And here's what they say. What does it say it releases in your, is it endorphins? Endorphins. Them little endorphins start running everywhere when you start laughing. They run up, down your, I guess run up and down through your body. And, but here's what they say to do. A fake laugh is just like a real laugh. Your body knows no difference. It don't know whether it's fake laugh or a real laugh. So it just—it didn't know what you just did. It, it thought that was real. <laughs> he thought you were it, your body thought you were serious about that, huh? It really did. It thought you were serious. Now let's try this again. <laughs> just say it with me. Ha ha. It it was almost like that was a grunt, kind of, in some cases. But see, your body, don't know that. I'll come in here sometimes in prayer, and I'll I'll just ha-ha. In fact, sometimes in my prayer language, there's ha-has in it. Anybody ever prayed in your prayer language and a ha-ha comes up? The Spirit laughs. I said the Spirit laughs. And I'm telling you, we need to get joy back in our lives and we need to have have, uh, have a uh, 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 that medicine flowing through our bodies. And sometimes we, you know, I like watching, I like funny things. I like funny shows. And sometimes what's funny to me is not funny to somebody else, though, of course. And sometimes what strikes me funny don't strike other people funny. Have you ever seen something, have you ever had somebody get hurt and you laugh? Hit their thumb or something, you go, ha, ha, ho, 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 They're crying and you're laughing. Huh? So I'm telling you something. Laugh. Let's try it again. Ha, 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 ha. Some of y'all haven't, y'all ain't gonna, y'all ain't gonna make it in this. Y'all just ain't gonna make it. There ain't no medicine going in your body right now. No medicine, no medicine, no medicine. Praise God. I'm telling you. We think some things are... God said He takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And sometimes you think something's foolish and God's trying to get something through you or to you. Sometimes if we're not careful, we lock our jaws up and we don't say what we are to be saying. We don't do what we ought to be doing. And somehow or another, listen to me, I don't mean this ugly. And somehow or another, we think God's... Things are going to happen if we do not do what God says to do. But I'm telling you something. You're going to get a whole lot more happening for you when you start doing what God says to do. And when you do that, regardless how you feel, listen, I, I make confessions that, that it looks in the natural, like everything's completely opposed to it. But I'm making those confessions. And I'm staying with those confessions. And I'm going to believe those confessions. Because I believe this. I believe what I say is gonna change what I see. And what you say is gonna change what you see. Amen. So you gotta say the things that you know to be a truth in the Word and don't go by what you see because we walk not by, well, we walk by faith and not by sight. While well, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the seen, things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The eternal things will always change the same thing. And I tell people all the time, this thing, this situation we're going through in this world, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. We will get through it. We will get over it. And when we come out on the other side, we're going to be stronger and better than we was when we went into it. Amen. God's going to see to it. Amen. God is good. Well, I'm glad you came tonight. And and uh, those of you that watch tonight, uh, I pray you got some help tonight and listen to me.